All right, Intern Allen Show, episode 21. Wednesday, December 6th, 5.23 p.m., one of the earliest times of the day that we've ever recorded the Intern Allen Show. Um, so that's exciting. Actually, already recorded the post game on the ride home, so that'll be good. For uh, You'll hear that later. Um... Interesting week in Minnesota sports. Not a lot happened, to be honest. Uh, the Wolves played two games. The Vikings played zero. I just ripped ass. Holy shit. Okay. Um, could restart this. It's only been 40 seconds, but won't. Me ripping ass will be in the pod forever, I guess. Um, yeah, so not a whole lot to talk about. But um, talk about the NFL as a whole. Obviously, touch on the college football stuff with the playoff being set and all of that. Um, touching the Wolves. Maybe I'll look at the Wild. I don't know what's going on with the Wild. I haven't watched a single game of hockey ever. So, um, not ever this year. So, um, we'll have the case learns about the Wild segment later, maybe. Um, yeah. All right, let's get started. Vikings want to buy this week. So nothing happens. Um... <clears throat> only real news with the Vikings, as far as I know, is um, a little bit of controversy. Not controversy, but, like, speculation that there might be some controversy as to who the starting quarterback would be. Um, it was announced today that it'll be Josh Dobbs. I think that's the right decision, um, at least while this team still has a chance to make the playoffs. It's probably best to stick with the guy who is bed playing. There's really no reason to mix it up from there certainly wouldn't want it to be Nick Mullins because he's a big nothing burger is just like a player. Um, you know, Jaron Hall would be interesting if he's healthy to see him, you know, get a little action, something going. But um, I don't think you do that while we're still in contention. Maybe give him a few games at the end of the year if we're out of it, um, which hopefully won't be the case, but I fear that it might be. Um, yeah. Josh Dobbs to start. He was obviously been bad the past two games. It was especially bad against the Bears last week. Um, but he will be starting against the Raiders. Huge game for the Vikings, obviously. Um, every game is huge at this point. Um, with the playoff push getting close and a couple teams lurking around the spot, um, I believe we're not even in a playoff spot right now. That is... Correct. Oh, just kidding. We're the sixth seed. Lied. I lied. Um, we are still in a playoff spot because Seattle lost or something like that. I don't know. We have a lot of tie breaks. Um, but yeah, we got to keep winning because right now there's four teams at six and six, and only two can make the playoffs. Um, so every win's important, obviously. Um, Raiders is a, is a game we should win, um, even with Josh Dobbs not playing his best. It's a game we absolutely should win. Um, the other real news in the Vikings world is that the Packers are so back. Um, and I guess we'll just use this game to start with the NFL, um, going through the NFL games this week. Packers beat the Chiefs by, um... Score of 27 to 19. Um, they beat them by eight, which, like, is a one-score game. Uh, it's a one-score game with a two-point conversion and all that. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Chiefs should have won the game, that the Chiefs were robbed, whatever, but the Chiefs were robbed, whatever. Like, they just were. I get that there's no pass interference on Hail Mary's. I get that that is how it works, and that is sort of how it's always been, that people can get away with a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra contact, a little bit of extra shoving, pulling a jersey maybe. Um, you get away with that on Hail Marys because it's the last play of the game. It's unlikely they're going to catch it, and it seems in the ref's mind very extreme to call a pass interference that puts the ball on the one when the game was basically already over and in favor of the team that's on defense that being said um on the Mahomes Hail Mary at the end of the game like like 
the Chiefs receiver was like tackled. Like I, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Travis Kelsey. It was like I mean he's basically like hit by a bus, like the equivalent of the human version of hitting somebody by a bus while the ball is in the air. Like it was it was as blatant a pass interference as you could ever have. And what's worse is that on the deep pass to MVS. I mean that bass interference was as clear as day, and that wasn't even that wasn't a hail mary. That was a regular play from scrimmage, a decent amount of time left on the clock, just a wide open guy down the middle. Well, not wide open, but just a uh, you know a jump ball down the middle, uh, a big deep play potentially happening against the blitz, and whoever the Packers defender I don't know his name was, just like hops on the guy's back about a second before the ball gets there, completely drags him down to the ground, and, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling can't make the catch. So, I mean, just like like that, like, like the end zone one on the Hail Mary is something because they never call. They never call P.I. in the end zone. But there's just absolutely no reason, there's no reason, no reason why they shouldn't have called pass interference on the play to MVS. They're out, there's, like, it, it's like textbook, textbook pass interference. Like, you've never seen a more a clear example of pass interference that, and it just wasn't called. It just wasn't called at all. They do that to the Packers every fucking year. I should write something up about, um, like, if there's some stat out there, which I bet I could probably find, of, like, benefit from ref calls. Like, the Packers are, like, I'm not even, like, I'm not even, like, some, like, oh, some, like, crazy idiot Vikings fan that just thinks the Packers always get lucky. Like, there's been, I can think of, like, five games over the past three years where they, like, it's just, like, unbelievably clear as day that they got, or that the other team got hosed in favor of the Packers. Like, the Chiefs got, like, I'm not saying the Chiefs would have won the game because it was an eight-point game, but they got completely hosed on the MVS pass interference. Like, 100%, they should have had the ball from the 20 with... I mean, 40 seconds or whatever it was. I don't even know. But, like, it was just, like, obnoxiously bad of a pass interference that it just, they're like, yeah, we're not going to call it. Like, I, like, what's going on? Like, I, like, and this has happened, like, for the Packers, like, multiple times. I can remember multiple, like, specific games in my head um, where they just, like, won because of, like, bad pass interference calls or ref calls or whatever. It's just, like... Like, it's a joke. I see online there's, like, a little meme of, like, the ref, like, doing the Lambo leap. Like, this is, like, a funny joke, haha, but it's, like, fucking real, man. Like, they get absolutely, like, the game handed to them, like, twice a season, it seems. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, that was stupid. Anyway, so that, in the world where um, the Packers won that game, which is this world, unfortunately, um, maybe not the fair world. In a fair world, they might have lost. But in this world, Packers won that game, and the Packers are now 6-6 six and six in, in a playoff spot. Also, if you remember last week, I talked about this game being a loss for them, and they would go down to 6-7. and seven, And that way, when they have like the easiest schedule of all time to finish the season, then maybe they still will hopefully not make a playoff spot. Now they've won the game against the Chiefs. They're at 6-6. Six and six. They play the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. Um, so obviously we have a role in in one of those games and we can win that game and, and sort of, um, hurt the Packers playoff chances, but they're not losing to the Giants. They're not losing to the Bucks. They're not losing to the Panthers. So they're going to be, they just are going to be nine and six when they play us week 17. They just are. They're going to be nine and six. And, um, we're hoping that maybe they lose this game. Um, they're eight and seven. We hand them an L there, you know. Hopefully we're at eight and seven. We go to nine and seven, you know, something like that. Hopefully that was going to happen that week. They're going to be nine and six when they play week seventeen. If we don't win out between now and then, which double check who we got on the schedule. If we don't win out between now and then against the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Lions, like. That game could eliminate us. It's not going to be an elimination of the Packers. It just isn't because they're going to be 9-6. and six. They just are. Raiders, I don't know if we win that game. Hopefully we can. Let's call that a win. Bengals, Jake Browning is fucking like Brett Favre all of a sudden. Like uh, He's good. 
Don't know if we win that game. Don't know if we win the Lions game. You know, the Bengals game is in Cincinnati. The Lions game is at home, at least. We might face the Packers at... You know, let's say, optimistically, we face the Packers at 8-7. and seven. They're going to be 9-6. and six. We're going to need that game. I thought that was going to be the put-the-Packers-to-bed game. We're going to need that game. And then we're probably going to need to beat the Lions. And that's if we beat the Lions. Or I guess that's if we beat the Bengals and the Raiders. We could lose to the Lions um, in Week 16. But it's not looking good. And this is the fucking frustrating part is this season, and this almost happened last season, and it's going to suck. This season, as fun as it's been at times, you know, the Pasternak shit, the Josh Dobbs shit, you know, the five-game winning streak in the middle of the year, like... As fun as some of that was after starting out bad, this is going to be a, this might be a Packers year. After all that, we might lose to the Packers. They might take the division, or at least take the wild card over us, and we're going to be watching the playoffs from our couch, which you know obviously I was going to be doing anyway. But you know, Josh Dobbs might be watching the playoffs from his couch. Um, so that sucks. I mean, it just does suck. And this almost happened last year where, you know, we were good all year. We were the better team all year. We were the better team all year. Packers make a run, almost make the playoffs. And then if we were to lose round one, which we did, and the Packers were to win round one, then all of a sudden they beat us that year type of thing. I don't know if anybody else really keeps track of that. Who's the better team that year? I know people do. Um, but, like, the better team this year might be the Packers, which – five weeks ago felt impossible because they were the worst team in football almost and we were you know in the middle of a big winning streak and kirk was still healthy and all this but i don't know we gotta win we gotta win some fucking football games we gotta win 10 games this year maybe um which would mean going four and one to finish the year if we were gonna be a better spot than the packers i don't know i'm worried i'm worried boys i don't know if you can hear the worry in my voice but i'm worried um as far as the chiefs they'll be fine um. Yeah. The offense just isn't what it used to be for some reason. But um, it'll be all right. Also, like Jordan Love is good, and I know he's ranked forty third out of forty three or whatever in my quarterback rankings from the beginning of the year. But um, he, he's good. He just is. He's good. It's over. It's over. He's good. Better than any quarterback we got right now. Probably better than any quarterback we're going to have next year. We're going to draft Bo Nix. I don't know. He's like 90 years old. All right, whatever. Enough of that. Um, A lot of the schemes this week were very shitty, but um, I'll go through them all anyway. Cowboys-Seahawks was not a shitty game. It was Thursday night last week. Um, I did not watch, unfortunately, but... um, this type of game that the I said before the game, or I said last week when I was going through all the league, is that this type of game the Seahawks can win and probably need to win because their schedule is going to be tough to finish out the year. Um, talking about teams in the NFC that I'm not worried about anymore is Seahawks. They this is their this was their chance. Um, I think they faced the Eagles and the Niners or something to finish out, um, or at some point in the next five weeks. Um, well, the thing is they gave the Cowboys a really really good shot and. Um, they're cooking the Cowboys secondary a little bit, which they got exposed. They, you know, the Cowboys probably would have claimed that they had a pretty good defense before last week, but oh my gosh, something about doing the pod makes me yawn. It's crazy. You know, the Cowboys haven't allowed more than 17 points in four weeks, and that was to the Eagles, and they were fucking good. Um, but then all of a sudden the Seahawks hung 35 on them, which, you know, the Cowboys scored 41, so it's fine. Um... Dak Prescott has been really, really good this year, and I think that's something that um, we don't talk about. And maybe it's just because he's the only quarterback that stayed healthy. Um, But he's been really, really good. CeeDee Lamb is, um, I mean, with Justin Jefferson hurt, CeeDee Lamb is like as influential as wide receiver as anybody else in the league, maybe. Tyreek Hill is certainly in that conversation. Um, But CeeDee Lamb has been incredible. Um he had 
12 for 116 and a touchdown. I and mean, this isn't like an average game for him this year. He's just been going off week to week. But um, Cowboys are good. I, th- I think the Seahawks are going to slowly fall into they don't really matter anymore territory in terms of the NFC. Um, the Cowboys are really good. They'll be the five seed because they probably won't win the division, which is crazy that they'll have to go they have to go play a road playoff game against whoever wins the NFC South, right? Is that how that works? Right, because the two plays the seven, the three plays the five, the six, and then the four plays the five. So whoever wins the NFC South is going to be the four seed with a home playoff game against the Cowboys, who are the third best team in the the third best team in the conference, probably top four team in the league, maybe. Throw the Ravens in there. Cowboys might be better than the Chiefs. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who you trust more. But top five team, maybe. Um, Dak Prescott's really, been really good. 300 yards, three touchdowns. Again, it's been kind of every week for him right now. But, yeah. Um, that was the Seahawks' last stand, in my opinion, and they and they lost. So they're going to not matter anymore. Um, the Chargers had six points against the Patriots. The good news for them is that the Patriots had zero. Um I didn't watch most of these games because I was busy with music stuff all all um all weekend. So there there is that. Um, but if you are like if you are the Chargers, do you contemplate just like never playing a football game again? Because I know you won this game, but the New England Patriots are so horrible, like so very de- so very terrible as a football team. Uh, sort of all the way around. They got, like, 40 hung on them back-to-back weeks in the middle of the season, and, I mean, they didn't score any points, which, like, you don't expect them to score any points, so shout-out to the Chargers' defense. They did what they were supposed to do. But to only put up six points against the New England Patriots, when you have Justin Herbert, you have Austin Eckler still, you have Keenan Allen, and you only put up six points? Tommy DeVito put up more points last week. Justin Herbert is supposed to be some top five quarterback in the fucking league. Like, where, like, what is the top five quarterback in the league in the room with us now? Like, putting up six points against the, against the Patriots? The Patriots? Throw for 212 yards, no touchdowns? Like, I mean, it doesn't suck, but how do they not score a touchdown? I don't get it. I don't get it. The over-under for this game was 38 and a half. They scored six. Patriots didn't score it. They didn't help them out with that over-under, but they scored six points. Like, like I don't want to hear that Justin Herbert's, like, a good quarterback thing anymore. I just don't, like, you got to score more points against the worst team in football. Like, I just don't get it. Um, and they've been terrible all year. They've been 5-7, and seven, or they are 5-7 and seven now, if you count this as a win, which you, I guess you do. But without this, the game, which is a joke, they were 4-7. and seven. Um and they're not going to sniff the playoffs in the AFC because you got to be a lot better than that in the AFC this year. And kind of every year, to be honest. Um, Cardinals beat the Steelers 24-10. to This is the exact type of game the Steelers were due for. Talked all year about how they stink. Their offense stinks. They don't move the football. But they win games. Eventually, that type of thing happens. And then the breaks don't go your way in a game. And then you end up losing to one of the worst teams in the football. Um the Cardinals had no business winning this game. There's no really benefit for them winning this game. They can probably, um, probably, I mean, they would benefit from a higher draft pick if they lost the game. That's just how it works, obviously. Don't know if they're in the quarterback market. They probably aren't. But if they were in the quarterback market, this now removed them from the top two picks, which would be right now, I believe, the Panthers first, which is actually the Bears pick. So the Bears would be picking first. And then um, the aforementioned New England Patriots are going to be picking second. Um, by winning this game, getting them on three wins, they are no longer tied with the Patriots for the second pick. They are now um, in like the third pick territory, which if you want a quarterback, it's too late for the best ones um, at that point because they're going one and two in Caleb Williams, Drake May. But um, I think they're going to stick with Kyler Murray. He's been playing like well, so I think they stick with him and just try to upgrade the rest of the roster, in which case then this doesn't hurt them that much because the best player in available non-quarterback will be sitting there at three. Um, and, you know, that's certainly not a bad player to pick, you know, when you sort of need all around roster revamp, like the Cardinals do, that's not a bad idea. Um, 
obviously part of this game is that um, uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt. But Mr. Bisky, like, he also stinks. I mean, well, he stinks. Kenny Pickett is, like, the the best really dog shit quarterback you could ever have. Like, he's not moving the football around. But sometimes it's just like, wow, Kenny Pickett, now we won the game. Um, Mr. Bisky is also a dog shit quarterback, but not that type of dog shit quarterback. So they're just really bad. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, it is what it is. The Cardinals dominated them. They just did. Um, Steelers, I believe, still in the playoff spot at the moment, at seven and five. Um, yeah, they're still the five seed. That's crazy. Just looking at the AFC standings right now. Four teams at seven and five, and then three more teams at six and six. Goes Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, Houston at seven and five. And Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo at six and six. There's a lot of big names, good in theory, good teams that are just not that good. Um, at six and six there, but um, part of me really wants Pittsburgh to be in the playoffs because it'd be funny, and I think I've said that before. Um, it'll be funny just to see if they can do this whole like Houdini act. We won a game even though we sucked thing. If they can do that in a playoff. In the playoffs against the playoff team, I think it'd be hilarious. But um, I have a feeling that they won't. Like, I don't even know how the Kenny Pickett injury, I don't know the nature of that actually at all. Um, but, yeah. Let's see who they got finishing the year. Oh, they had Patriots next week, so that's good. Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. Probably need to beat the Patriots and Colts for sure. That puts them at it would put them at nine and five. Um, the Colts are sneaky better than them though, and in play in playoff position right now. Bengals would be a huge game for them. Obviously, week sixteen that is. Um, then they lose the last two games, I assume. But we'll see. Um, moving on. Can't take forever on all these games. Jesus Christ. Um. The Colts beat the Titans 31 to 28. It's time for that we investigate the Colts because um, they just have a lot of wins, but I don't think they've beaten anybody. So let me just look. All right, yeah, so they uh, just beat the Titans, who are a really bad team this year. Really bad team that occasionally plays decently, um, which is the Mike Rabel way. Um, Beat the Titans, a bad team, by three. Beat the Bucks, a bad team, by seven. Beat the Patriots, a horrible team, by six in one of the worst football games of all time. Beat the Panthers, a bad team, by 14. Lost to the Saints, who were also a bad team. Lost to the Browns, who were a mediocre team. Lost to the Jaguars, who were a good team. Beat the Titans again. Lost to the Rams, who were a bad team. Beat the Ravens. That was week three, so a long time ago. And was Anthony Richardson still around then? Beat the Ravens on, like, seven field goals. Um, and that was a Gardner Minshew. I think that might have been the game he came in on. Um, came in in relief. Beat the Texans at the beginning of the year. Um, and lost the Jaguars at the beginning of the year. So, especially recently, or recently, um, all their wins are against bad teams. And that's fine because I've only had to play bad teams for the last four weeks. <laughs> Titans, Bucks, Patriots, Panthers, and the Saints, who they lost to. Well, I'm calling the Saints a bad team because I hate them. Um, but yeah, they're seven and five now. Before this um, streak, they were three and five. But then you face four of the worst teams in football, and you become seven and five. It's just kind of how it works. Um, the Colts. So the Colts are a playoff team as of right now. They play the Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, and Texans the rest of the way. So besides the Texans, they're probably not playing any really other good teams. Um, I mean, we did the thing with the Steelers where they're not actually good, but the record says they're good. So anyway, Colts will probably make the playoffs as a really bad team, which means the Steelers may or may not. If they both make the t- playoffs as a really bad team, then that then I do not like. But anyway, um, Broncos-Texans. This was a game that I mentioned being very interested in. Obviously, I have a Stroud boner. It's been well-documented. Um, Texas 22, Broncos 17. So 
battle of, you know, hot teams right on the edge of playoff um, position. Broncos were obviously had won five games in a row and just beaten the Vikings. Um, they're coming to lose. CJ Stroud played well again, as I mentioned. <clears throat> Not the best, most prolific game. Um, but 16 to 27, 275 in the air, 274 in the air, I guess. Um, and a touchdown. Nico Collins, notably, had nine catches for 190. Um, and a touchdown, so that's crazy. Tank Dell is hurt, which is actually very unfortunate. I think he's out for the year. Um, but the Broncos have been thriving off of, you know, keeping teams under 20 points, keep forcing teams to um, turn the ball over a bunch. Houston sort of conquered both of those, scored 22. Again, not crazy, but um, I believe no turnovers. Yes, no turnovers. Um, no picks from CJ. I think he had a fumble, but they recovered it themselves. Um, but yeah. And then Russell Wilson gave the ball away three times, including one in the end zone at the end of the game. So close game between two pretty good teams. But um, Texas take care, Texans take care of the football. Um, like, and they have all year. CJ Stroud is very low on picks all year. Um, for a young team, they take care of the football remarkably well. And I think that's been like a huge help. It certainly was a huge help in this game. Um <clears throat> Need a water break. Stand by. Um, with the way the AFC playoff picture is looking, I believe this gives the Texans a much better look at it. But um, something about, or I saw somewhere. On the X.com, probably, um, that whoever wins this game jumps up to like 80% playoff chance. And if you lose, you're like 20%. <coughs> oh, gosh, there's just something in my throat. Um, Houston right now is tied for fifth, but that also, with tiebreakers, has them at eighth because um, there's four teams at seven and five. So they're currently out of playoff position, but. Um, I think they're the best team out of these four teams. Um, despite the fact that um, they lose all the tiebreaks. And they play the Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, and Colts. So Jets is a win easy. Couple Titan wins potentially. Mike Rabel have, might have something to say about one of those. Browns, who knows? Colts, who knows? But um, as a thing I saw, 80% chance to make the playoffs. I like that happening. As long as C.J. Stroud stays healthy, which nobody else is, um, I like the chances to be a fun little playoff team. Um, Lions and Saints, thirty-three to twenty-eight. Um, I think the Saints are a really bad football team, which concerns me. That or concerns if I'm a Lions fan, it concerns me that we allowed twenty-eight points to a really bad football team that was without Rashid Shaheed, I think, who's like their most electric player. Obviously, Chris Olave is good, and he was found a lot in this game, but, um, part of the, the, the Detroit thing this year, part of the Lions thing this year was like, okay, we know the offense is good and fun and Ben Johnson, a lot of good weapons. I'm Ross St. Brown, all this other stuff. Sam Laporte is a fun rookie tight end. We know all that, but like, is the defense any good? And at the beginning, they're like, oh, wow, they're good. The Lions are for real. I don't think the Lions defense is very good. Um, if you just allow 28 points um, in a bit of like a shootout against the New Orleans Saints, who are not a good team. Like Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown. Like what year is it? Um, Taysom Hill doing his weird little psycho shit all over the place again. Like just – and you allow 28 points to them? Your defense is supposed to be good? I just don't think they're good. Um, which fortunately for the Vikings, because we play them twice, means we – can probably be in both of those games and hopefully win one, which, you know, looking at their record 9-3, and three, we're still having their starting quarterback. We're 6-6 six and six with our fourth quarterback or whatever it is, um, or third quarterback. Like, you look at that on paper and be like, okay, we're going to bet the 9-3 and three team every time. 
you know, that's the team that's going to win. Their defense being bad means they're never out of any game. They're never pulling away of any game. Um, <clears throat> any Lions game, they could come back or they could get come back upon. That's probably a pause, but um, which gives me hope. Probably not for the division. Division's kind of out of reach at this point, but we're going to need to win one of those Lions games, likely, um, to get that six or seventh spot in the NFC. So that gives me hope. The Saints are bad, and I hate them, and they suck, and they're annoying, and I'm glad they lost. Falcons and Jets played football. One had 13 points. That's the Falcons. The Jets had eight points. Um, moving on. Um, Dolphins 45, Commanders 15. The Dolphins' offense is really good. The Commanders are, are, are a really bad football team. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Sam Howell was not good. Um, like I mentioned, there's a lot of not important football games that happened this past week. Um, Panthers 18, Bucks 21. Cool. 49ers 42, Eagles 19. This is a game that actually matters. Um, 49ers might be better than we thought. And I said on this program last week that they're the best team in football. They might be better than we thought. Obviously, not obviously, but like I don't think this, not obviously, but still true. I don't think this game, 42-19, is a representative scoreline of where these teams are at. I think they're a lot closer than that would than that would suggest. But it's still pretty clear that the 49ers are a step above the Eagles, at least right now. Uh, with everybody healthy. Debo Samuel was like just murdered the Eagles single-handedly. He scored more points than they did. Um actually that's technically not true because he scored 18 points cuz he doesn't score the extra points, but his touchdowns and the following extra points were 21 points and they only scored 19. So, um <clears throat> I mean, he just he just killed them all over the place. Four catches, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had three rushes for 22 yards and a touchdown. Didn't even have that many touches. I didn't even realize that. But um, just dominated them big play after big play. Um, Christ. Just looking at the San Francisco. Like, Brock Purdy had a hell of a game. He must have. Through 19, 19 completions, 27 attempts. 314 yards and four touchdowns. Just looking at the San Francisco receiving numbers, we have four catches, 116, and two touchdowns. Four for 68, five for 46, three for 44, three for 40. Everybody's just over 40 yards. Big, long chunks all over the place. Um, long catch of 48, long catch of 32, long catch of 33, just all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> the Eagles secondary is a bit of a problem. Um, and I think that was something that we kind of knew the way that they've sort of been playing games recently. They were in a shootout against the Bills. Um, <clears throat> the Commanders a few weeks ago, I think, had a big game against them. Um, I think they still won that game. They definitely still won that game. But, um, Commanders still put up a bunch of numbies on, in through the air. I think, so I think that concern has been known. Um, but it was very much exploited um, this past week by Brock Purdy. Um, I did not expect the offense to look that, the Eagles' offense to be that sort of sad. Um, Jalen Hurts threw the ball 45 times for fewer yards than Brock Purdy threw it with 27 attempts. So Brock, Brock Purdy, 27 attempts for 314. Jalen Hurts, 45 attempts for 6.6, or for 298 yards. 6.6 average to like a 12 or whatever Brock Purdy was. Um, so yeah, just not like efficient offensively at any point for the Eagles, which I guess I didn't expect to see. Um, because they've got dudes everywhere. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith have just been killing defenses all year. And um, 49ers... Offense gave the defense plenty of opportunity to be on the field because of how quickly they scored some of the times. But, um, yeah, 45 attempts and 
didn't get 300 yards. Um, the offense was just not efficient, only put up 19 points. I, I, and that's, that's the part that surprised me. So I'm an Eagles fan. I'm a little bit worried about that. The other thing about this is that um, I saw something on X.com that, like, according to some specific sports book, Brock Purdy is now the betting favorite for MVP. That's the biggest load of bullshit of all time. You could throw – I mean, I know Brock Purdy's good or whatever. You could throw 10 other quarterbacks into that offense and be much better. Or maybe not much better because you can't be a lot better. But, like, you don't just give the MVP the, the beneficiary of the best coaching scheme. He's not doing anything above and beyond. Like, Dak Prescott is a better MVP case. Tyree Kill is a better MVP case. Debo Samuel, I would say, is a more important – more valuable player to the Niners than Brock Purdy is because he I mean you saw what it was like when with him out and obviously Trent Williams is part of that too but things that these guys do for those offenses is what makes those offenses Brock Purdy isn't making the Niners offense he's benefiting from it in terms of yards and touchdowns and all this stuff by just pulling the right button at the right time which you know he gets credit for that he's a good player but he's not the MVP of the league like that's fucking insane <clears throat> To me, let me check the odds if that's actually real. Um, NFL, I mean, it's this this year's MVP race in the NFL is was always going to be super random and the type that like 10 years down the road, there's going to be a trivia question and it's going to be like that guy won an MVP, whoever it is. But let me look at them right now. It's not Brock Purdy. You can't fucking be Brock Purdy. That's crazy to me. <clears throat> I'm dying. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, God. Let's just do, uh, I don't know, Caesars or something. Jesus Christ. Caesars is Brock Purdy. FanDuel is Dak, but tied with Brock Purdy. DraftKings is them tied. Caesars has Brock Purdy ahead of Dak Prescott. Points bet has Brock Purdy. Jesus, there. Brock Purdy is the favorite. He just is. Holy shit. Oh my god. Brock Purdy's the favorite for MVP. I don't like that at all. Maybe I haven't watched enough and he's playing really, really well, but I just, he's not, he's not an MVP player. Whatever. Whatever, dude. It's actually embarrassing to get mad about who wins the MVP. But anyway, um, the Rams-Browns. Um, the Rams had 36 points. The Browns had 19. The Rams won. Um, Joe Flacco played in this game. That was cool. Whatever. He still throws the ball. Fine. But, like, eh. He's Joe. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I know, like old quarterbacks they come back he's like oh whatever like if big ben came back tomorrow i'd be like oh that's funny haha big ben but like i don't need to see joe flacco anymore i like good football like we kind of know he's not that anymore um the big news here is that the rams put up 36 points against the browns defense browns at one point recently when i looked like two weeks ago were like the number one scoring defense number one yards defense all this stuff in the league and the Rams put up low-key numbies against them. Um, Stafford was really good. They ran the ball pretty well. Um, Cooper Cup got back in the end zone, notably. That's interesting. It's been a minute for him. Um, by the way, excellent trade by me to trade him away when he was still hurt and get Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey hasn't been that great, but excellent trade to get out from under Cooper Cup when I could. Um and whoever was immediately before me in the draft, I don't even remember who that was, but excellent move to pick up Tyreek Hill one spot out from where he was supposed to go. Leave Cooper Cup and pick Tyreek Hill. That's been a life-changing move for that guy. I think it was um, Loon Sam Peters, honestly. I think he had some. Because if I had Tyreek Hill on my team right now, oh, baby, I'd be in a lot better spot. Um, as it is, I'm third in points in the league and not at all going to make the playoffs. It is Loon Sam Peters. Huge. I mean, that's the reason he's where he is in this league. He's in first place. Loon Sam Peters drafting Tyreek Hill. That was a huge move by him. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the Rams look good on offense. They still have a couple playmakers here and there, Aaron Donald being one of them on defense. Um, this is a team that's no longer all that bad. Um, having, obviously, your quarterback, your Super Bowl winning quarterback back helps. Um, this is a game that I thought would be a lot uglier than it was, and the Rams just kind of ran away with it through the offensive against the Browns' defense, which was shocking. So, um Rams are certainly going to have their say for that seventh seed in the in the NFC. Talked about Chiefs Packers, Bengals Jaguars on Monday night. Um, I know I I I had the Trevor Lawrence isn't a top ten quarterback take at the beginning of the year. This isn't how I wanted that take to end. I'm right. He wasn't a top ten quarterback this year. He wasn't. I'm right. Um. But, um, yeah, the, the injuries suck. And, and another, like, good team has been the first time the Jaguars have been this good in a while. Um, sort of lost due to quarterback injury. Um, sucks. But, on the other hand, Jake Browning was kind of sick. So that's another team that's maybe not as sucky as we thought. Jake Browning threw for 350 yards or something like that. Um, 354 yards, 32 of 37 for 354 is crazy efficient. Like 32 of 37 is, is incredibly high, um, completion percentage for an NFL football game, especially when you throw 37 passes. Um, an average nearly 10 per attempt, which, you know, isn't, you want to be around 10. Um, but yeah, just incredibly efficient for Jake Browning only had one touchdown, but um, two for Joe Mix on the ground. Move the ball against the Jaguars defense, which isn't terrible. Um, they're not great, but, but yeah, I mean that's all. Like that's all you can hope for from a from a backup quarterback. I mean that's was pretty incredible work. Um, anytime you get three fifty out of a backup quarterback, you know that's what you want. But yeah, it sucks that Trevor Lawrence is dead now. Um. If Jake Browning is who he is in this game, or is who he was in this game, um, the Bengals all of a sudden have become very interesting, and they will potentially... Let me check their schedule to close the year out. But, um, what the hell? The Bengals get into the playoffs with the talent they have on that roster with, you know, hopefully a serviceable or maybe decent quarterback, depending on what Jake Browning actually is. Could be very interesting, because we kind of wrote them off a couple weeks ago. Um... <clears throat> once Joe Burrow actually got hurt. Bengals are Bengals Colts next week. Um, in Cincinnati, that'll be a huge sort of measuring stick game between two teams where we don't really know who they are or where they're at. Both with backup quarterbacks, interesting enough. Um, then they play the Vikings. So we'll see them up close and personal. And then the Steelers, they should win based on how they're playing right now. We'll see. Um, and then the Chiefs and then the Browns. So a lot of... Uh, Based on the rest of the schedules, the Bengals have the most, like, are, like, the most 50-50 team that there is right now. Colts and Bengals feels like a super 50-50 game that is going to be huge for playoff implications. So does Bengals-Steelers. So does Bengals-Browns. So does Bengals-Vikings, albeit once in the AFC, once in the AFC. But those three AFC games that they play, two of them in the division, are <clears throat> absolutely going to side decide how the Bengals um, finish. But yeah, that's the games in the NFL. We're doing another water break because like my throat is like on fire for some reason. There's some back there. But yeah, I'll be right. Okay, so we got to talk about uh, Florida State and this college football playoff thing. Um, You can't I've thought a lot about this because obviously Florida State's not one of the four best teams. Like, I think that you listening think that. Vegas thinks that. Obviously, the people in the college football playoff think that. But you can't allow a team 
that wins all of their games and the conference championship and three wins over top 15 teams, all of which were by double digits with maybe the best defense in the country. You can't let that team not make the playoff. You just can't. Because if you, if I'm Florida State and you tell me you didn't make the playoffs and I ask you why and your answer is my quarterback got hurt, I'll be like, why didn't I lose any games then? Why didn't any of the games my quarterback was out for, why didn't I lose any of them? Why didn't I win any of them by less than 10 points, including the ACC championship game against the number 14 team in the country or whatever it was? Why did I win that game by 10 points and a neutral site? If if my quarterback leaving is such a bad thing, according to this, why didn't I lose any games? Why am I still undefeated? Why am I still a conference championship if I'm such a dog shit fucking team because my quarterback got hurt? Like, it makes no sense. I know they're not as good as the other teams. I know they aren't. But that's just my opinion. And that's just everybody's opinion. On some level, you have to have some objectivity into into this. Being like, Florida State didn't lose. Alabama did. Texas did. Florida State is better. They've won more games. They won more games, and they lost zero. You can't just be like, oh, because of Jordan Travis got hurt. Like, no, they're they're not good anymore. Like, they they are. They just won the AC championship game by ten points. I don't care that it was sixteen to six. If they win the ACC championship game, thirty six to twenty six, are they in the playoff? Are they? Is it just that, oh, they they didn't score a lot of points. Their offense looks bad. Well, guess what doesn't fucking look bad? The defense has got pros everywhere. Like, you can't tell me that they didn't deserve to be in the playoff. Because there's no, there's just no way they could have done more. There's They couldn't have done any more. Like, I get, like, obviously the whole system is fucking stupid. So, like, we'll start there, and the system's leaving anyway, so in some ways it doesn't even really matter. But the idea that there's five Power Five conferences, and that, like, the college football playoff inherently values conference championships, because that's something that they say they value. The fact that there's five of those, and there's only four playoff spots, it's crazy because that just doesn't make any sense because that means that one of them is going to be left out every single year. And then they also say that head-to-head matchups matter. Well, guess who didn't beat it? Florida State. Literally anybody. So um, whatever. Did they beat is there anybody else that's in the playoff or around the playoff? No, they didn't. But they didn't lose to anybody. So, And Alabama did. They lost to Texas, so we want to see how that game goes potentially in the final. Well, we've already seen it, and obviously the different teams, blah, blah, blah. If you are in a Power 5 conference and you win all of your games for a committee that allegedly values winning the Power 5 conferences and winning games and you don't make the playoffs... Like, what the fuck? I did it, like I get it. I get the reasons why it happened. I just think that those reasons should not be what the playoff committee operates under. Like last year, we all kind of knew TCU wasn't one of the top four teams in the country. They won a not that great Big Twelve, you know. Had a only one loss where a lot of other teams had two losses. 
and we're just like, eh, maybe TCU isn't really it. You know, they beat a lot of teams that had their quarterback injured, whatever. Their starting quarterback was a ginger that, like, couldn't make an NFL roster. Like, it's like we kind of knew that TCU wasn't one of the top four teams. But because they won the games where other teams lost the games, TCU made the playoff. And then TCU won a game in the playoffs against Michigan, who's now supposedly the best team in the country. They beat Michigan in round one. It doesn't matter that they got shit-pumped by Georgia in the final because they made the final. They won a game in the college football play. You know how many fucking blue-blood um, college football franchises, schools, whatever, that can never say that they won in a college football playoff game? They can't say that? There's so many. So many. Washington's made it a couple times now, has never won a game. I don't think Oregon's ever won a game in the college football playoff. People who think they're hot shit like Texas A&M have never even made the college football playoff. Penn State hasn't made the college football playoff. Um, Florida State is obviously not one of the best teams. Best four teams. So I know people are going to be like, oh, well, you sit here and said that they weren't one of the best four teams. Well, they won all the fucking games. You can't, ha- you can't let a team win all their fucking games in the Power Five. Three of them against highly ranked opponents, all by 10 points. You can't let them have that kind of resume and not make the playoffs. It just doesn't make sense. You can't sit there and objectively say by any metric that they're not one of the playoff teams. That's what they did, and it's bullshit and whatever. And the games are going to be fun to watch, and Florida State's probably going to lose to Georgia, and all that stuff can be true, and I'm still right. And anyone who argues with me is still wrong. And it just is how it is. Like It's that black and white. Sports is about winning games. The best teams are the ones that win the most. You can't sit here and say, this team is better when they didn't win the most. The best football is about winning the football game. You know who had more wins than Alabama? Florida State had more wins than Alabama. And yes, their schedules were slightly different, but it's not like Florida State's schedule was nothing. I'm not telling you that UCF won the title that one year when they were 13-0 in a group of five. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Hawaii, when they were... 12-0 12-0 and 0 when fucking 2007 was the national championships. Florida State is a fucking Power 5 ACC championship team that had to face good team after good team after good team, week after week after week, and won all their games in a way that Alabama didn't and Texas didn't. And they should be in the playoffs because football is about winning games. They won the games. And if you sit here and have any other opinion, you're wrong because you fucking win the game. They won the game. Are we gonna go like in the are we in the college in the playoff games that are coming up? Or are we gonna be like, oh, like Alabama looked better than Michigan. They lost on a last second field goal, but they like looked better. They like had more time of possession. They probably had more yards. Like Alabama was the better team, even though they lost the game. Like we're gonna have them move on. Like what are we doing here? They you they if you win the more games, you're the better team. If you win the more games, who am I turning into an idiot? If you win more games, you're the better team. That's how it is. Anyway, whatever. They're going to be great to watch. And that's why they did it. Um, by the way, look back at our graphic from the uh, college football preview episode. Um, <laughs> at the Loon Boys picking the college football playoff. Loon Migs had Georgia and Michigan. Yes. Uh, Southern Cal and eh, LSU and eh. Slim Loon had Georgia and eh. Michigan. Yes. Alabama. Yes. Penn State and eh. Penn State hit Penn State in the playoff. That's crazy. Um, Intern Allen. That's me. Had Georgia and eh, Ohio State and eh, Southern Cal and eh, Texas. Yes. Credit to me for having Texas. But Slim Loon is the biggest ball knower, according to this uh, prediction. Anyway, um. And I thought Texas was, like, my, like, big reach, like, out on a limb. Like, maybe this is crazy. Like, my upset pick to make the natty, or to make the playoff. So, I guess I got that one and none of the others right. Um, real quick, 
Well, not even that quick. Um, the Wolves. 2-0 since we recorded last. Only played two games. Uh, Anthony Edwards was hurt for both of them, as we talked about. There's a chance he plays tonight in a few hours. Um, I haven't seen an update for that. I think it's been marked technically as a game-time decision. If he plays or doesn't, it doesn't really matter. As I mentioned last week, it's not a significant injury. He'll be fine. Um, games in November aren't all that crucial. Um, I guess it's December now. Games in December aren't all that crucial. Um, but, yeah. Played the Jazz um, last Thursday, I believe it is. Um won relatively comfortably, if I remember correctly. Yep, 101 to 90, so it's an 11-point win. And then beat the Hornets by six on Saturday. Um, and that is with both Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels hurt. Um, Jim McDaniels has been hurt for a week or two now and should come back in a week or two, hopefully. Anthony Edwards obviously should be back quickly. Got a record number of coughs this episode. Holy shit. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is so back in terms of like star power, number one player, high volume scoring. Had 32 against the Jazz and then 28 um, against, uh, against the Hornets. That's who Charlotte is. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker filled in with a nice little 20 against the Jazz. Um, team di- And the team didn't sort of shut down the way that it might have offensively without Anthony Edwards. Um, it certainly wasn't, like, super pretty in the first half. Um, but it sort of figured it out. Cat found his rhythm and um, put up big numbies and sort of carried the, the weight of the offense on its back. And it really helps when the defense is playing as well as they played. Um, there's not a lot of NBA games that you're going to lose when you only allow 90 points. Um, the NBA usually scores way more than that. And so allowing only 90 points is a really great defensive effort, which has been pretty standard for the Wolves. It's taken a, st- a little bit of a step back in the past two weeks, um, probably because of the Jaden McDaniels injury, but, um, still pretty consistent on the defensive end. Um, and we certainly saw that against the Jazz. Um, Rudy Gobert was good again. He just has been good. Um, but he was really good against Charlotte. Had 26 and 12 on 10 to 12 shooting. Obviously, most of those are not really shots per se, is or certainly not jump shots per se. More, uh, I think he had like seven dunks or something like that. Um, so a lot of those are little. Super high percentage shots, dunks, whatever. Um, dunks, lobs, layups, putbacks, stuff like that. But that's exactly who we want Rudy to be. Um, 26-12 on 10-12 t- shooting. Sort of biggest offensive night he's had maybe in a Wolves jersey. That's probably wrong. But um, certainly all this year. Cat also had 28-7. and seven. He took a lot more shots because he's carrying the load offensively primarily. Um but yeah, I mean, the team didn't shut down. That, it was a close game against Charlotte and took maybe a step back defensively. They scored 117. And Charlotte's not a particularly good team, but they do have a lot, quite a few scorers on that team. Um, but without Anthony Edwards, without your best perimeter defender, winning two games, still top of the West easily. Um yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a little bit weird to cover the Wolves right now because with most Minnesota teams, how it's been is like, yeah, if this happens, if this happens, if that, we need really, really need this and, and all this stuff. Like most of the Twins this year, it was like, well, the team sucks, but we're going to make the playoffs. And it's like, okay, well, is it worth it to keep this player? Is it worth it to trade for somebody, all this stuff? When you're kind of stuck in the middle, there's a lot to talk about because there's a lot those strategic moves that can go one way or the other. I mean, the best team in the league, it's just like, yeah, we really fucking rock. Like, like we're really good. Like, that's kind of all you, you can say about the Wolves. Like, they... 
you know, for December, the sort of most important thing you can say is that, okay, well, team didn't fall apart without its best player. So that means the sort of foundation is good. And then obviously we'll need Anthony Edwards in the playoffs to sort of carry those long stretches of scoring load. But the last time the Wolves were 15-4, and I don't know if that's ever happened. So we just were fucking good. And and that's all there is to say. Um, Anthony Edwards will be back tonight or the next game. I don't remember when the next game is. And he'll continue to rock. And as for right now, that's like, you know, we rock. I mean, that's what it is. Until until told otherwise, until we find out otherwise, the Wolves are really good. Um, so, yeah, that's the Wolves talking. Not, not a whole lot more to say. Um, no real twin stuff. Oh, I said I was going to learn about the Wild. Winter meetings happened for the MLB, but literally nothing happened. Um, the Wild are... We beat the Flames on Tuesday. That's good. We're 9, 10, and 4. Um, so that means, I think that means we suck, right? Yeah, we suck. <coughs> right, because the third number is overtime losses. So those are still not that good. So we have nine wins in the year. That's kind of shitty. Um, yeah, we're actually really bad. Okay, so I'm 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 not upset that I've never talked about the wild in my life because we are dog shit. Okay, cool. That was case learning about the wild. We don't we don't matter. The wild suck. Um cool, already quoted the post game, so you're about to hear that. And alright. Alright, post game time. I'm actually back in the car, back to our roots of the podcast. Um bit of a i'm actually recording this before i record the rest of the show because i'm driving home to record the rest of the show right now and i don't need any notes to record the post game um but a bit of personal news kind of a big piece of personal news in the uh in the post game today figured that would be the place to do it um i will be stepping away from loon state sports no just kidding that's a lie that's i'm not stepping away if anything, I'm ramping up Loon State Sports. Um, the actual personal news is when I graduate from music school in May, I will be basically at least like 90% like quitting music. So like the idea had been, oh, go to music school, get really good at singing, blah, blah, blah get a master's in music whatever then go like be a singer that was the idea that is no longer the idea um still gonna finish my degree still gonna graduate still gonna be in miami until may or whatever but no longer really want to do the whole be a musician life anymore you can only work uh 10 hour days for basically no money for so long before you're like this kind of ass i'd rather work eight hour days and make money um so yeah but that's that's gonna happen um big person who's obviously not all that important to the pod if anything the only reason it's important to the pod is that um i'll be doing more stuff probably um the idea now that I don't want to be a professional singer or that I like want to not do this anymore um, is to like get a, just a job that like pays rent does might be completely fucking shitty um, just get any kind of job that pays rent and keeps me going for a couple of years while I like build up the sports writing and build up the podcasting and, and maybe like now that singing isn't taking a bunch of my time, this is all when I graduate, of course, now that singing wouldn't be taking up a bunch of my time, maybe, like, go try to do it for real, be, like, a real intern Allen somewhere. Um, 
we'll see if that ends up being what happens or not. I think it sounds kind of fun right now, having not thought about what my real job would be for a long time at this point. Um, so anyway, there might be, that's all to say that podcast probably when I'm not going to be doing more episodes, that feels like a lot, especially while I'm still at school, but hopefully more focused on the podcast. I want to start writing more again on loonstatesports.com. If that's even tail the loon.com. I don't even know what the actual URL is. That's probably bad. Just find it in the Twitter in the X. Um, so yeah, that's the big news. Um, the problem is don't know how much, cause this music school thing does take up like a lot of my time, even if I'm not like trying to make a thing out of it, like the next few months, I still have to like show up and do the things I need to do. And I don't want to like give up and then like become shitty at it for the next few months i might as well make it worth it for the next couple months so it's still going to take up a lot of my time so i don't know if i'm able to like actually start writing more and actually make the pod a lot better between now and when i graduate but that will be the goal i'll start trying to do that a couple things running around my brain that i want to write about right now obviously had a cj stroud boner all year might want to write about that a little um might want to write about how FSU got screwed. Might want to write about that. Um, there's a Rudy Gobert thing in my head. A little take I want to get off about him. So I might do that. But um, upcoming, hopefully, look out for that. Maybe, I don't know. Um, it might not happen because I might be busy. But yeah. Quitting music gonna be go try to become a real a real actual sports writer we'll see what happens between now and then might work at fucking cash wise grocers who knows but um probably won't don't think i don't think that will ever happen probably but but yeah that's the news not quitting loon state sports staying forever making it to the moon that's it. Um, emoji, uh, moon emoji. There's there's one of those, right? I think, right? Peace.